Welcome to the City Church Cardiff podcast. We're an Elim Pentecostal church in the center of Cardiff dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired and impacted by this message. Hey City Church, it's so great to be with you this morning. Welcome back into my living room here in Roth in Cardiff. You're so welcome and it's such a privilege to be opening the Word of God with you and for you this morning. I know that there are a lot of very tired people out there so I trust you're doing okay and that you're experiencing the goodness of God in this season. We are starting, aren't we, to see a little bit of light at the end of this long tunnel. So hang in there. Remember that you are loved by your church and that you are loved by your Lord. Who would have thought at the beginning of this year that a virus, a virus would cause such chaos? And yet it seems to have impacted and brought about change in almost every sphere of our lives, whether that's in our kids' education or the redefinition of who a key worker is. Maybe it's the critical importance of the NHS that has been flagged up for us or whether we've just been reminded of the true value of family, friends and community. You know what? Praise God. Even in the toughest of times, he is on the move. My goodness, I am hearing of salvation stories right across the UK, of miracles of healing, of reconciliation and of the increase of a spiritual hunger. There's been a growth in what's known as mortality salience, which actually means an awareness of your own mortality. It's something that's normally seen during wartime, but has been prevalent during this time of COVID-19. And you know what? The church, God's beautiful church, has been responding beautifully by speaking life and hope and love into people's lives. In a time when the church could have retreated, no, the church has been advancing. In a time when the ecclesia could have lost confidence in the gospel, no, people are more willing and confident than ever to share their faith with others and to respond to both the physical and the spiritual needs of our nation. I know I know that not being able to gather has been a source of frustration and that not even being able to meet physically in each other's homes has been testing. But we are by no means the persecuted church. We are an advancing church and God in his mercy has been providing us with the most spectacular opportunities to shape and influence culture as we come out of lockdown. Which brings me to today's message. It's a message of hope, a message of challenge and a message of advancement. My prayer for us today is that we would all recognise this once in a lifetime opportunity to be at the forefront of what feels like a massive reset button on society. You know what, society is actually looking to the church, big C, to step up in this moment and lead us all into a better future. A future that is more equal, less prejudicial, more just and seeks the welfare of all. We're called, aren't we, to be the head and not the tail. We are called 
to be the influencers and not the influenced. Paul Williams, head of Bible Society, wrote in a recent article that this is the moment whereby the metaphorical prodigal sons and daughters of this nation are realising that partying hard and living a lifestyle that is ignoring the father is of no benefit to them and that this is the time, this is the moment for the nation to come home to Jesus. John 5 verse 17 says this, my father is always at his work to this very day. And I too, that's Jesus, am working. How encouraging is that? God is on the move. So fasten your seatbelts this morning. This is a moment to truly wake up, to arise, and it's a call to action. The title of this message is Setting the Pace. And again, it relates heavily to this new season that we are heading into as a nation and the need for the church, again, Big C, to be at the forefront of the societal transformation that God desires for this nation. You know, a pace setter regulates the speed at which an activity or movement proceeds. Think of the pace setters that are used in marathons or long distance running where a competitor wants to set a new world record. Pace setters are running the race, but they are determining the speed at which the participants run. Now bring that back into our context as church and you could perhaps define that as an increase in the influence we have on culture and the world around us. You could define it as growing in your leadership, in your sphere of influence. So let's turn, shall we, this morning to Luke chapter 10 and to the account of Jesus sending out the 72. And let's see what Jesus has to say to us this morning. This is Luke 10 verse 1. The Lord appointed 72 and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. So the message is clear here, isn't it? Setting the pace means being willing to go. We're talking here about the spirituality of a people sent by Jesus out into the world to bring in a harvest of souls. The whole meaning and purpose of mission is that God is restoring all things unto himself. What part do we have to play in this? Well, just like the 72 sent out by Jesus in this passage, we are to go out into our towns, villages and cities and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus was sending the 72 into every town, every place where he was about to go. They were, in a sense, preparing a way and a place for the Lord to move. We do this by connecting fully with the plans and the purposes that God has for our lives. So consider, where has the Lord placed you in terms of your work, in terms of your community? In what ways might you and I create opportunities for the Lord to work through us in those places? How might you and I 
influence the world around us during this season of change? Would you be willing for God to use you, stretch you, develop you during this time? Jesus promises the 72 that the harvest is plentiful. What an encouragement. But he also reminds them that the workers are few. Now this sounds familiar in our day, doesn't it? We can sense the spiritual hunger at this moment. It's almost tangible, but it can feel as though the task is huge and there are only a small amount of people tackling it. But listen to Jesus' response. What does he encourage them to do? He says, ask, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. You know, none of the societal transformation we desire will ever be possible unless we underpin the next few months and the next few years with prayer. None of the revivals written about in our history books here in Wales have happened without a fervent commitment to prayer. We need to be asking the Lord to send out workers into his harvest field. We need to be asking the Lord for the harvest, for the souls. Ask, ask, ask. The mission of the 72 has now become the mission of the church. Now is the perfect time for us to reimagine what life beyond lockdown might look like. What better time for the people of God to dream of a better future for our communities, to facilitate conversations around the bigger questions of life and establish new rhythms of living that ensure the physical, mental and spiritual well-being of all. Jesus Church already has the infrastructures and structures in place to be at the front of rebuilding lives and communities as we emerge from this pandemic. We have the human resources. We have the heart to love and to serve people. We have networks that the governments can only dream of. Our safeguarding measures are in place. We know how to care for the isolated, the vulnerable, the shielded, the broken. Let's be asking the Lord to send out workers into his harvest field, but let's also be asking him what role he would have us play too. Let's view this moment in history as a moment to step up in our leadership. Be confident in who and what we are called to do and be and start to both shape and influence the new normal. This inspirational quote by Martin Luther King was spoken decades ago, but it still rings true for us today. The early Christians rejoiced when they were deemed worthy to suffer for what they believed. In those days, the church was not merely a thermometer that recorded the ideas and principles of popular opinion. It was a thermostat that transformed the mores of society. Setting the pace means being willing to go, means being willing to be sent out and being willing to step up. There are so many opportunities for you personally to set the pace during this season, whether that's serving on a team with church or getting involved in a social transformation initiative or simply developing and upskilling your leadership skills. Why not head over to citychurchcardiff.com at the end of this service to sign up?
for one of these things. Let's read on. Jesus gives the 72 some practical instructions. Let's read from verse 4. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. So, the 72 have this instruction to go, but notice how Jesus packages the task in hand. Instead of piling pressure on them to get the job done and just bring in the harvest, he speaks peace over them. You see, my second point is setting the pace does not involve stress or striving. Being at the forefront of societal transformation does not mean activity, activity, activity. <laughs> Let's be clear that transforming a nation is a partnership piece between us as the church and our Heavenly Father. We as God's children are charged with the natural task of just going and sharing the good news. It's Jesus who does what only Jesus can in restoring people into a relationship with the Father. And so Jesus tells the 72, be at peace, be at peace. Yes, go in faith and with some urgency, verse 4. But verse 6, if someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it'll simply return to you. So Jesus encourages the 72 not to get distracted by looking for a better or more comfortable offer than the one placed in front of them. But listen to verse nine, because this is where the adventure is about to begin. Jesus says, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. Now verse 9 is interesting. The 72 are told to heal the sick and then tell them about the kingdom of God. Normally it's the other way around in the Gospels. But healing was a sign that God's kingdom had come. Friends, I don't know about you, but with this increased spiritual hunger that is so evident in our nation at this time, I've never found it easier than now to speak to people about Jesus. In fact, I've never found it easier to offer to pray for someone. One of my colleagues taught me this really easy way to offer to pray for somebody in a conversation, and it's this. I'm praying for you anyway, so is there anything specific that I could be praying for you? And do you know what? It hasn't failed me yet. People are really open to being prayed for during this season. In fact, I think that people are far more open than ever to encounter God. And so I'm challenged not to hold back in any way, but again, to advance. 
You know, healing the sick is supernatural, but there are so many other supernatural spiritual gifts that we could be utilising as well at this time. What about words of knowledge, the prophetic, words of wisdom, miracles? As a church, we are most certainly scattered and not gathered at this moment. But that doesn't mean that our spiritual gifts need to be on hold. In fact, this is a season whereby we can exercise these gifts more freely in our places of work or extended households. Setting the pace does not involve stress and activity. It involves being at peace. Remembering that you're a child of God, being filled with his Holy Spirit, being filled with God's authority to heal the sick and being cheered on by heaven to bring the good news. So firstly, setting the pace involves being willing to go and it does not, secondly, involve stress or striving. My third and final point is that setting the pace brings great joy, not just to us, but to Jesus. Let's read on from verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all of the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So the 72 returned from their mission filled with joy. That's what aligning ourselves with the purposes of God does. It's almost like that kind of joy that you get at the end of a Christian holiday or um, a Christian conference when you've seen Jesus doing amazing things. The 72 were just thrilled that even the demons submitted to Jesus. When Jesus talks of seeing Satan fall like lightning, he's, he's reinforcing the suddenness with which Satan, supposed power, diminishes when subjected to the name of Jesus. And Jesus clarifies for them that they too possess God given authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. In other words, two well-known symbols of evil. In fact, Jesus has given them authority to overcome all the power of the enemy, not just a little bit of the enemy's power, but all of it. In Jesus, we have all the power, influence and authority that we could ever possibly need to see things change. But even so, Jesus encourages us not to rejoice in temporary victories, but rather to rejoice that in fact our names are written in heaven and that we have eternal salvation. Church, none of the societal transformation that we long to see will ever be possible without us partnering with the Lord of the harvest or without the Holy Spirit. And I love that just last week, Pastor Ricardo was encouraging us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, stay hydrated with the Holy Spirit. Jesus has promised us his peace in this season as in every season of life. He's given us his power by his Holy Spirit. He's given each one of us a purpose in life. He now sends us out to tell others 
the good news of the kingdom. We need to be asking the Lord for increasing amounts of filling with the Holy Spirit in this hour to empower us, to equip us, to embolden us like never before. Church, currently, obviously, we are unable to gather in large numbers to worship, but we are a people who can be used of God to go and make disciples. As I said, four months into this pandemic, there are a lot of very tired people out there, both Christian and non-Christian. But you know, purpose is the most amazing alarm clock. Knowing that each day we could be sent of God into the world to facilitate societal transformation should serve as a huge privilege and motivation. Living on assignment is a mentality when we understand fully that we've been sent by God to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, we develop spiritual stamina that we didn't even know was there. So let me declare Colossians 4 verses 2 to 6 over you as I finish. Church, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Blessed. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.